The following is a production of CoasterRadio.com. Live from our studios in Washington, D.C., this is CoasterRadio.com. Now, how do you say welcome if you're from Europe? What are yeah, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Like, how do you say it in Italian? Does anybody know? Uh, <laughs> Benvenidos? I think it might be that. It might be that. Ciao. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Ciao. ciao. Well, uh, ciao, everybody, and welcome ciao, to <laughs> the European Parks episode of CoasterRadio.com. We're very happy to have all of you with us. Yes. One of the interesting things about doing CoasterRadio.com and having it being a podcast is that there are a lot of people from Europe and Asia and Australia, you know, all of these places who listen to the show. Worldwide. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing. Like, if we were just doing the show, you know, on, like, the local station here in D.C., that wouldn't happen. We'd just have people from D.C. listening. Our powerful 10 watts. <laughs> so it's been kind of cool, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show about European parks today is because, you know, we've said it before, we're based here on the East Coast. We talk about East Coast parks a lot, but we're trying to expand here a little bit. The tough part is going to be, though. <laughs> we don't know anything yeah. about European theme parks. We're going to have to be schooled on this totally. Like, you know, and, and the only person of the crew who's here today that's been there is uh, Greg Kay. That's right. And I didn't make a, I have to say, I didn't make a trip just to go there. I was, I just happened to be in Europe uh, in, during one of my high school trips, and there was a theme park. It was very different from what, you, what we see here. So, yeah, we're going to get into that. And to help us out with that, we're going to talk with Rob from themeparkreview.com. Mm -hmm. He and his wife, Alyssa, and a bunch of their friends actually got to go on like a three week trip to uh, visit all of the parks throughout Europe. They went specifically on a theme park trip? That's right. They went on a theme park road trip. They went to all of these parks, and I think they got to 25 different parks in nine different countries. Oh, wow. that's crazy. That's like the uh, theme park road trip we were talking about. And Except that's what that's they did. international style. One of the fun things, if you go to their website, themeparkreview.com, they've got an entire trip review there where you can go and see pictures that they took. And one of the things that I like about these guys is they have a sense of humor about it. So you actually, you don't just see pictures of the roller coasters. You see pictures of the safety safety signs and things like that, All which the regulations. are just so hilarious. Because oh, it's the crazy French beret guy <laughs> saying, don't you do that, please. <laughs> so there's a lot of funny stuff like that. And so we're going to talk with Rob about their trip. And uh, he's really going to have to be the one who kind of schools us on European parks. Now, um, we do have a few announcements before we get going today. Last week was a big week for CoasterRadio.com. Very and impressive. When we interviewed Eric Jacobson, the Senior Vice President for Creative Development at Walt Disney Imagineering, the word spread like wildfire around this. And actually, we did get some help from a couple different websites. Uh, Screamscape.com put in a mention about that, so that was very nice. Also, intercot.com and webdisney.com. Also, disneygeek.com. <laughs> I like that. And also, disneylandreport.com. That's your website, yeah. Disney Geek, isn't it? <laughs> I know. That's my side. We visit that many times. <laughs> so all of those sites um, put in a mention about our interview, and that really helped make last week's show the most listened to coasterradio.com since we started. It's the big time. Yeah. Yes. So it's very cool. The Coaster Radio Network is now online. Activate. It is activated. It is ready to go. For those of you who don't know what this is, it's this network of websites that we are developing. I like how you've got it down to CRN. Yes. It's the CRN. <laughs> the Coaster bong, Radio bong, Network. Bong, Basically, CRN. Yeah, here's how it goes. If you own a theme park-related site and a roller coaster-related site, what you can do is become part of the CoasterRadio.com network and uh, basically represent your region of the country. Got to represent. Yeah, if you go to the website and you check this out, there's a map of the United States. You see these red dots where I people like that. Are. That's the yeah. coolest thing about it mm -hmm. is this map with the clickable dots. <laughs> yeah, and you click on the dot and you see who's representing CoasterRadio.com in that area of the country. Now, what's cool about this is that those sites send us 
information. But what we're going to start doing is giving them 15-second ads live on the air. That'll be fun. Yeah. Visit yeah. my favorite website, Disney Geek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be a geek like me. That's that's probably what they're going to sound like. But um, right away, let me show you how this works because uh, Kevin, who's our correspondent from Ohio, he has a site called CoasterFamily.com, and he sent in a review of uh, Hades, the new wooden roller coaster that we had talked mm-hmm. about a while ago. Uh, it's up online, and you know he's part of the Coaster Radio Network. That's how it works. And he has earned a red dot. That's right. On the he's, country that's map. right. He's got one a red dot. dot. <laughs> one dot is his. Also, Matthew from PKIAsylum.com uh, did a great review of Holiday World, and that's up this week. That's brand new. Cool. He's one of the dots, too. There we go. So that's pretty good. Now, one thing, you know, this is our show about European parks, but very quickly, I want to uh, give some props out to the new ride that's going to be at Holiday World next this year. This is all over the place, man. Everybody's talking about this. Now, where is Holiday World? Holiday World is out in Santa Claus, Indiana. Hey. Next to Christmas Lake. <laughs> very and, nice. And they have, you know, some two of the best wooden roller coasters in the world out there already. This one... I don't know, man. This one could be like the number one roller coaster in the world when it debuts on uh, May this, 6th. This looks like a really yeah. sweet coaster. On Not until s- the Japanese hear about it and then they outdo <laughs> it like everything else we have over here. Maybe. But um, th- the thing that's going to make this a really cool coaster is that it's 1.2 miles long. Ooh. It's a long one, man. It's a long coaster, but it's got 24.2 seconds of airtime. This has been a big coaster on the forums, too, that everybody's mm-hmm. been talking about and everybody's been weighing in on. And I don't know how much we want to repeat ourselves. But this is going to be a sweet ride because oh, the, yeah. the this length. is a wooden coaster. Yeah, this a, is a wooden. That's a, a lot of trees. It's a big, <laughs> it is a lot of trees in this. One point two miles of trees. Zero. But one fun That's thing great. is that we are going to have some of the guys from Holiday World on the show in a couple weeks to talk more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, either Will, the owner of Holiday World, or Paula, who works in public relations, and they're going to tell he us owns all about Holiday it. World. That's yeah. so great. You know, that's one thing I've been noticing. They're not building wooden roller coasters as much as we we've seen you know right. it's always the steel coasters and you know one you know when you get on a real good wooden coaster it's really you know that's something that's been talked about on the forums yes. a lot is yeah. that this is not somebody that's just trying to make a coaster that goes 140 miles an hour mm-hmm. and 500 feet high just exactly. to break the record this is a coaster that's built just for fun and it really looks like they're going out to just make it a really cool ride what i'm really looking forward to about the voyage over at holiday world is not only you know just the airtime that's coming off it but also mm. the tunnels that they're going to have oh Whoa. this, Very this cool. thing looks so great it's got some how many tunnels does it have it's got like eight tunnels or something like that yeah and, and a lot of them you go through once on the way out and then once on the way back, back through it oh, and man. so you go underground uh-huh. or in the dark so much and then there's the one tunnel if you go to the uh if you go to the four you can find a link to, to see this coaster and actually do a virtual ride of it. One of the tunnels, actually, you go down into it, and then there's turns that happen in the tunnel. Yes. And so see, it's like that's in the great, dark. not knowing where you're going on a wooden coaster. And one of the cool things is that some of those turns are at 90 degrees. Oh. There's like, f- I think, yes. five 90-degree turns actually, in that I don't coaster know. I don't or something know like that, or I three? or it, I think it's at least two. Um, I'll have to go through the stats here and see, but you know th- that's pretty extreme, but a lot of fun. So this is going to be. A Did coaster. it say how much this coaster costs to make? Because um, usually they're more than steel coasters. A quadrillion dollars, probably. No, believe it or not, it's a uh, six point five million dollars. That's pennies. Wow. That's yeah. So uh, that's going to be a good coaster, and we'll talk about that coming up. And it's it, it's just it's something that's so exciting that I had to bring it up this week, even though we're talking about European parks that we can get into right now. Yes, it's good. It's good to start off the European park discussion by talking about how great America is. <laughs> And that's one of the things that I was wondering about as we got into this because, um, you know, I've been to Europe a couple times and probably the closest thing that I've gotten to a theme park attraction there was visiting the uh, British Airways London Eye. There we go. At, yeah. um, that's in London. 
Uh, Greg K did get to go to a theme park there in Austria, correct? That's correct. Uh, it was right in Vienna, Austria. Um, Austria. I, I didn't even know the day. We just happened to go to a theme park at night, and uh, I believe it's Prater Park in mm-hmm. Austria. But one of the rides that you liked the most mm-hmm. was the Top yes. Spin ride. And didn't they call it Superman They called there? it the Superman. And mm-hmm. it's actually the same exact ride that uh, Paramount's King's Dominion has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the first time I ever saw a ride like this. So actually, you know, I, I, this is a, a park where you you can pay per ride. It was kind of smaller. It didn't have as many, you know, as the rides. I saw a lot of different coasters in there, like, and then they had, like, the fun houses. And that's one of the things maybe we'll talk about later. Um, the types of uh, amusements that are in their parks, like the fun houses, the mazes. The, and it's very much different from our American parks here. Well, you know, one thing that I've been doing at uh, my real job, not CoasterRadio.com, but my real job in TV, is uh, I'm producing a show right now all about European parks. Oh, your coaster show. Yeah. <laughs> this is a funny show. I like yeah, this idea. Basically what it's going to be, well, it's not even just about European parks, but it's going to be a half-hour show that showcases parks around the world. Mike's Parks Around the World. <laughs> yeah, so this is going to be a show. CRN. Yeah. Well, actually, this is going to be a show that if it's uh, everything goes well, it's going to air on like public stations across the country and stuff. Ooh. And one thing, so far, the only footage that we have in is from Tivoli Gardens, mm-hmm. I believe, in Denmark. And now this is one of those beautiful theme parks that I've ever seen in my life. You should see this place. I mean, it's. I think it's almost, um, you know, they do have all of these great thrill rides, but I think the gardens there are what take the precedence. Like Bush Gardens. Right. It's right in the name. Yeah, you know, and it's just uh, an amazing place. And so I'm wondering if all European parks are like this mm-hmm. because, you know, they've been around maybe a little bit longer. Actually, I think the one that you went to, mm-hmm. um, the Prater Park, was the very first amusement right. park in the world. Right. And it probably looked very old and had yeah, old it was, buildings. it was very old, kind of out in the middle of in the city, just kind of happened to drive up to this park, and there it is. One thing that I did notice that was different about European parks when I was looking at them is that a lot of them not only have the height limits on rides, but they also have age limits. Yes. And so it's kind of like they give each ride a rating, and they say, you know what, if you're not nine, you're probably going to mess up and do something stupid on this ride, so you right. can't ride it. Yeah, you know, and our friend uh, Adam Howard from uh, the UK, he wrote in and gave us a whole lot of information just about European parks, and he says that uh, one thing that stands out, because he's visited parks here, mm-hmm. but one thing that is a big difference is that they have a lot of height and sound restrictions there. And I think we have a lot of sound restrictions definitely in, like, neighborhood areas where mm-hmm. parks can't build really loud attractions. Right. Yeah, like Dorney Park, we were talking about how they have to make all the rides very quiet. They, they actually fill them with mm-hmm. the sand. They yeah. modify the, uh, mm-hmm. the steel coasters to make them quieter. Exactly. And, like, some parks, even in Orlando, like, I think um, at Islands of Adventure, there's a high school and a, t- and a little development very close by. So I think they have to shut down their coasters at around 10 o'clock each night. Mm-hmm. Oh, funny. Yeah. You know, so even here in America we have that. But I was surprised to see – that um, in England that height is a factor on a lot of those things. Like I think at Alton Towers he was saying that they managed to have all of these great roller coasters, but they have a certain you know, height limit. Hmm. And you know, since we said at the very beginning like we are no experts on European parks, you know, we have a little bit of uh, you know, expertise just from the reading that we've or done. Or we just make it up. <laughs> and that's what you could do on radio. You just make it up if you don't know. But why don't we ask like a real expert who's been there recently. We're going to talk with Rob from ThemeParkReview.com, and he's going to tell us all about his trip to uh, Europe and all the parks that they went to. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. All right, let's do it. We'll be right back. This is CoasterRadio.com. America's facing a critical shortage of skilled workers. SkillsUSA has a solution. SkillsUSA is a partnership of students, teachers, and industry working to ensure America has a skilled workforce. But being a skilled worker means more than building a house or designing a web page. SkillsUSA offers more. SkillsUSA has taught me um, public speaking. It's taught me how to work in teams. And it's taught me how to be a leader. These are the skills employers want. 
Find out more at www.skillsusa.org. SkillsUSA, champions at work. Welcome back, everybody, to CoastalRadio.com and our show on European parks. If you have any comments or questions, you can always email us. Our address is feedback at CoastalRadio.com. We're going to have Rob from ThemeParkReview.com on in just a few seconds. But first, let's talk about our Soundwave contest. Woo-hoo. We do not have a winner yet. Add a prize, add a prize. That's right. And the prize that we're going to add this week to the um, prize pack is a Bush Gardens Curse of Dark Castle t-shirt. Cool. Basically, what we're going to do in a couple seconds is play you this sound clip. It was recorded on a roller coaster in North America. Was it on the roller coaster or maybe next to the it roller coaster? It is actually coaster? on the okay, roller coaster. Um, that's, a good, that's a hint. And we've been giving hints every week. This week, the hint is this roller coaster was built after 1960. Now, that's a good okay, hint, no, I think. That's a good hint. Yeah. That knocks out a bunch. Because mm-hmm. now you can say it's not an old, old wooden coaster. Right. You know, mm. it, and in the last week, of course, we said it's a wooden coaster. Mm-hmm. So it's a wooden coaster built after 1960. So now you know. Do you want to hear what it sounds like? Let's hear that. Here it is. Are we excluded from this? You you are excluded from it. Oh. But so you can ask. Is it, it Guazi? It is not. Okay. So there's your guess. There it goes. There you go. There's the Soundwave contest. If you want to enter, all the information is at coasterradio.com. Whoa, so joining whoa. us now is Rob. He's from themeparkreview.com, and he and his wife Alyssa and a few of their friends actually just got back from a three-week tour of Europe. And what they're doing is currently producing a DVD of their adventure. Oh, these guys are like true professionals. Yeah. Rob, welcome to coasterradio.com. Welcome, Rob. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, anybody who goes to ThemeParkReview.com knows about Rob and Alyssa. It's a married, enthusiast couple, which is kind of fun. So, Rob, maybe you could start off just by telling us how you guys met. Um, It kind of goes back about, I don't know, what would you say, six years ago? About that? Five, six years ago? Too long, long, she says. Yeah. (laughs) That's Alyssa in the background sort of chiming in, by the way. I mean, basically, um, we met through a mutual friend about five years ago. We probably, you know, chatted for about, I don't know, four to six months until we finally met at uh, Knott's Berry Farm at Winter Coaster Solace. I believe it was in 2001, and it just kind of took off from there. And then uh, we ended up getting married two, two and a half years later. Yeah, see, I think that's pretty funny because all of the guys here are all married, uh, EB and Greg K and me, but I don't think any of our wives are like true coaster fanatics. No. And Greg, you're, like your wife, for instance, isn't. She likes the theme parks, but she can't handle how much we, you know, we can keep going ride after ride after ride. So it's kind of, you know, I feel bad. I don't think she could handle it. Yeah, so Rob, for like you and your wife, that must be nice to be able to do things together. Yeah, we definitely enjoy doing it together. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, we both kind of shared it. And also, I mean, we, we're both this type of people where, you know, uh, we're both very sarcastic, we're both very fun, and we see sort of the coaster enthusiast thing a little bit different. I mean, we're the type of people where we like to gather, get together with a group of people, and in a lot of cases, going to parks is almost like the backdrop and just having a good time with friends and seeing new places and, and doing things together is kind of, you know, what's more at the, at the forefront of our trips. Now, recently you guys got to take a theme park road trip. We've talked about road trips many times on the show, but this never— is a, This is a good one. Yeah, you know, one to Europe. And you guys got to visit 25 different parks, right? Yeah, was it 25 different parks? Is that correct? Jeez. Yeah, 25 different parks in uh, about three weeks. Man, like how many countries did you guys visit total? I think technically it was nine, yeah. although we only drove through Switzerland. So there weren't any parks for that we visited in Switzerland. But technically, we visited nine countries and we visited parks in eight of them. So you guys got to visit all of those countries and all of those parks. So let me ask you this. How do the parks in Europe compare to the ones here in the States? The parks in Europe, they're just very different. They're a lot more laid back. They're a lot more relaxed. 
Uh, many of the parks that you go to, you'll find that whereas the American parks will focus on a new big thrill ride every couple of years, yes. and it's a lot about you know quantity, in a lot of the European parks, it's more about the quality, where you'll find that uh, the parks cater to a little bit of a different audience. They cater more to families, and instead of having, you know, a half a dozen to a dozen gigantic thrill rides, they'll have three or four, but ones that are very well taken care of and, quite honestly, are some of the best uh, uh, coasters or thrill rides in the world. So you visited, out of, you know, 25 of those parks. Which one of them kind of stands out as one of your favorites? That's a hard question to answer because... So many of them were so different that mm-hmm. a lot of the different parks stood out in different ways. For example, a park like Far Up Summerland, where they had you know a, a fantastic wooden coaster and lots of other quirky attractions, mm-hmm. things like all the um, the trampolines and then the bouncy areas. Uh, other parks like uh, Lizzieburg, which has you know two of the finest coasters we've ever ridden, Balder and Cannon, uh, all the way to Europa Park, which also stands out because they managed to have this this great collection of coasters, none of which that go upside down. Almost every place that we went, um, you found something that was very different and very quirky uh, and very enjoyable that stood out, even as far as, for example, Bon Bon Land. They had a coaster that's themed after a dog farting, which obviously <laughs> is something you're just not going to see in any American no. parks, I don't think. That's what we need more of in this park, it's no, like dog don't. farting rides. <laughs> Quick, we're going through the tunnel. Hold your breath. <laughs> You've got sort of like the toilet going on there. I like that. That would be pretty good. Let's ride the cat urination ride next. (laughs) Did you guys check out any attractions there that you think would never, ever work here in the States? A couple of those were things such as elaborate obstacle courses. Uh, One of them that we did, which was at a a fun little park in the Netherlands called Toverland, where they had an obstacle course that was suspended in the air uh, probably about 20 feet off the ground where you had to walk this uh, tightrope wire the whole time. And each time you got to a section, something was a little bit different and a little bit more difficult, even to the point where you had to jump across a beam that had about a three- to four-foot gap on it. Wow. Of course, the whole time, you know, you're, uh, you're attached by a cable above. But it's one of those things where, you know, in the, uh, the European audience, they just seem to take a, a lot more personal responsibility so if they're going around, bouncing around on these trampolines or playing in the obstacle courses and something were to happen, I think they seem to have a bit more understanding that it's like, you know, it's, it's at their own risk. They're doing it to have fun, and they're sort of trying to maneuver these courses, you know, very intelligently. Now, about that, talking about the responsibility and the personal aspect of things, you have some stuff on your website where there's rides that the, the patron actually operates themselves? The, uh, th- that was one of the very interesting things we saw in the European parks is several of the parks had what we called, um, you know, self-operated rides, where That's it literally, crazy. they actually had a ride that some people would actually count as a coaster, where you got in this little tiny, you know, carriage, and you, you know, there's not a ride operator anywhere around, and you press the little button, and it brought you up about 15, 20 feet, and when you got to the top, it dropped you, and you sort of did this uh, seesaw back and forth kind of thing, until you finally uh, came to the bottom, and Quite honestly, it was pretty thrilling. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting. We don't have anything like that here. That at would all. not be good. Yeah. You'd get so many kids just getting on there being like, let's see how many people we can fit in this and push the button at the same time. <laughs> well, Rob, one other thing that I wanted Check to ask my you about. Brain at the door. 
Is, in the times that I've actually traveled through Europe, sometimes I would see things that would absolutely shock me. Did you guys have any moments during your trip where you just saw absolutely shocking things? What kind of stuff shocks us? What would you say? All the uh, the boobs? Yeah, that's the one thing that <laughs> you see at a lot wife. of European parks. And personally, I, I don't mind, is um, you see a lot <laughs> yeah, of boobs everywhere. Yeah, baby! And that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, it's fine by I, me. Uh, I personally, I would rather have... Uh, more sex than violence, if, if that were a, a choice to be given. But you definitely see that a lot more. They're a lot more liberal, a lot more liberal in uh, in Europe. Now, Flava is not here this week, but when he, um, I was showing him the theme park review site, and uh, he actually saw a picture of this pretty hot looking German chick. And it was with, I think, one of your friends, Rob. Do, what was going on there? Because Flava's not here this week, but he'd definitely want to know what that was about. Yeah, no, that was at, uh, where was that at? Was, that was at Fantasialand at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our friends, one of our German friends, Soren, he, uh, uh, he goes to the hotel, meets up with a couple of German chicks, and, uh, and then basically Dan and Joey, who, you know, they, they, they definitely, you know, were trying to hook up that night, but uh, I don't think they got too far. They tried. They tried their best. <laughs> but when we saw that, and Flava's exact quote was, we need to get out to parks like that if that's where the chicks are. I mean, it was it was just a lot of fun, you know. It was one of those things where they said, "Hey, you know, we're from America," and they were like, "All right, yeah, let's go." <laughs> and, what is it, World you know, War II? Like, like I said, you know, we uh, when we go and do parks, we definitely try to um, have a good time, and it's and it's definitely you know a very different kind of trip than I think a lot of the traditional coaster enthusiast type of trips. So keep that in mind, all you youngsters Boobland. out there. <laughs> Not only are the boobs in Europe, <laughs> but your if you're for... American, you can hook up a lot easier. <laughs> no, Rob. One other question for you: What do you think? that American parks can actually learn from the parks in Europe. I definitely think if there was one thing that uh, American parks could uh, could take is just the level of efficiency and the attention to detail that is given yes. to the guests mm-hmm. that come into the park. I mean, I you know, we looked at a lot of the uh, the way the parks were operated and just about every single park that we went to there was so much attention paid to making sure that their coasters and all of their rides actually are being run at the highest capacity possible. The staff there, not only were they just very friendly, um, they were just very efficient. You know, they made sure that they were checking the queues for single riders to fill all the trains. They were, you know, making sure that people got on on the rides, uh, on and off the rides as quickly as possible, but in a very friendly, a very efficient manner. So it's certainly one thing that, you know, if American parks were going to learn from Europe, it's like, yeah, I mean, you could have a coaster, you know, like a wild mouse, for example, which is traditionally kind of known as a very low-capacity ride, and you just watch the way some of these European parks churn the people through. It's actually quite amazing. You know, all of these things that we've been talking about today are all on Rob and Alyssa's website, themeparkreview.com. There's tons of great pictures of everything Rob is talking about. Also very fun, efficient, and high capacity. Yeah. And Rob, why don't you tell us some of the new things that you have going on at the site? What's new with Theme Park Review? Well, we recently opened up a forum about uh, less than six months ago. And uh, the response to that has just been overwhelming. We've already had over 2,000 members uh, sign up. And, you know, every day, you know, there is, uh, you know, tons of new information to read. And that's gone very well. The other thing that we're working on doing is for the past three years, people have always said, hey, Rob and Alyssa, we want to take a trip with you. Where are you guys going? Blah, blah, blah. So next year, we are going to host uh, the first uh, organized trip. And hopefully we'll get some of our members to... Uh, Come with us on that, and we will have a lot more details on the website very shortly as to when that's going to take place and uh, and where. Well, Rob, we want to thank you so much for coming on CoasterRadio.com and sharing all of your stories about the European trip that you guys took. Thank you for having us, and uh, you know we look forward to uh, 
uh, talking with you guys more. All right. Thanks a lot, Rob. Bye. Take care. Cool. Thanks, man. So we want to thank Rob for coming on the show. Now, when we come back in our next segment, we are not only going to have the, the great, great debate. The great debate. That is coming up, so that's going to be a good time. But we also have theme park trivia. It's going to be good, and it's coming up next. This is CoasterRadio.com. This is Sergeant Wallace Bolden of your state police. Lower speed limits and work zones may up your sense of aggravation, but those limits are posted because work zones are more hazardous than everyday roads. We're trying to keep road workers safe, but we're looking out for you too. Because four out of five people killed in work zones are drivers and passengers. In coming weeks, expect stepped-up enforcement in work zones. Obey the posted speed limit, slow down, or pay up. Sponsored by the partners of National Work Zone Awareness Week, the VTCA, and VDOT. Welcome back, everybody, to CoasterRadio.com. Wee wee poo poo. <laughs> I don't know what that means, man. What does it's, that mean? It's French. And then it's the poo poo for the farting dog. <laughs> so, yes, and poo poo. <laughs> yes, poo poo. <laughs> it makes sense. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we're getting a little loopy here. During that last break, we were laughing a lot. But, um, yeah. It it's because we're talking about Europe and they're just so strange <laughs> over there. I'm sure they think the same about us. Though. I have sure I have a do. brother-in-law. He was born in Denmark, and whenever he does something strange or something weird, <laughs> we always just look at him and say, well, he's European. <laughs> I remember you telling me once something, and maybe you can remember exactly That's, uh, what it I was. know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Anything that is worth seeing is in America. We've acquired enough things to be a part of America that we don't need to go anywhere. You want tropics? That's why we got Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You want something cold? That's why we got Alaska. So let's say that you wanted like some type of like French uh, experience. Where would you go in America? I would go to King's Dominion, and what? I would get on that little Eiffel Tower, <laughs> and that would be good enough for you. That's good enough for me. Okay, I'll I'll accept that. I've got well, I got a space needle. What <laughs> do I need an Eiffel Tower for? You've got the American version. That's right. And I guess if you say like, hey, you know, do you want to go to like the French Riviera? What would you say? Um, I would just say I've got a Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> and that's where you would go. That's right. I've got Miami Beach. Alrighty. I th- I'll, I'll, I'll let you go with that. But I'm sure a lot of you guys out there who are listening are going to have some comments they about this. They probably are like, you're an idiot. Because that's what most people say to me when I they talk like that. I noticed on our forums there's a couple people saying, is, is EB like a... Is EB an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think topic. it's more. I remember one of the forums is that, is EB a hater? <laughs> that's that's, the that's topic. what it said. Yeah. He hate everything. And, and people are in there talking about it. It's kind of fun. Well, I don't hate everything. I'm just expressing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good, and that's why you're on the show. <laughs> that's you, right. That's why you're here to express. And so somebody said that on the on the forums. If if it wasn't for me, you guys would just be sitting here. Well, I agree with you. No, I agree with you. You're right. I agree. <laughs> that's right. So that that is exactly why EB is here. But you can actually get into a conversation with EB through the forums and through email as well, because all of our email addresses are online. New form forum. The new forum forum. New form form. Are you guys ready for a theme park trivia? No, we never are. Oh, come on, but you guys have been doing great the past two weeks. We have been doing good. Last week we had help with the professional Imagineer on the Disney question, but... Well, that's all right. I mean, I think the karma is flowing, so why don't we see if we can do this? 66 pirates. We, we have to do good because this will make three for three. It will make three for three, and we'll look really good because it's just the two of us. That's right. Today we're playing for Danny Lopez from Elbridge, New York. Danny. Yep. Daniel Sun. So, so we'll see if you can win this for Daniel Sun. Uh, all you, <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Theme Park Trivia here. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, we are trying to win Danny a King's Dominion Tomb Raider Firefall prize pack. Another one. Yeah, because we still have some of them to give away, but we've given away two in the past two weeks. Yeah, we've so, been doing pretty good getting rid of these. So we are uh, maybe going to get rid of one more today. Of course, that prize pack includes a T-shirt, a backpack, and a collector's coin, all celebrating the brand new ride at right. King's Dominion this year. Show me paint the fence. <laughs> now, here's how we do theme park trivia. I'm going to give you guys a question with four possible answers. You'll have 30 seconds to decide which one you think 
it is, mm. and then we'll uh, check it out. And if you get it right, Danny wins the prize. So and here we it hear is. the bell. You will hear the bell. I like that. So here we go. Which European nation is home to the most roller coasters? Is it A, Italy, B, England, C, Germany, or D, France? Your time starts right now. Well, I would have to. I don't know. But think, I mean, think about a it. Like, is well, Italy? A, a is Italy. B, England. C, I say Germany. take away Italy. Well, I, yeah, d- definitely take away Italy. Uh, the spaghetti it, is very loose. <laughs> I say England or... I think England because they're most like America. Yeah. Um, and maybe like that culture would be the one to have the most uh, roller coasters? Yes. That might be That might be a good way to go. Um, but you know, you also have France, which has a lot of parks too. I'm eliminating I France say, out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and time is up. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? He's looking at me like, England? Let's try England, man. Uh, you say England, too? I I've, I've say England. Sounds good to me. Let's check it out. Is it B, England? Hey! hey. Yes, yes. yes. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. 137 roller coasters in England. I knew it wouldn't be those Germans. <laughs> well, congratulations to Danny Lopez from Elbridge, New York. He has won the King's Dominion Tomb Raider Firefall prize pack because these guys are now three for three in the past three weeks. Word up. That's, that's awesome. That's what I'm good talking job, about. Daniel Yeah. I like your Miyagi invitation. That's Yush. why we need flavor here, because he'd be doing like a wicked Mr. Miyagi right now. We had Banzai 3 to prize. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll throw See, it up we on can't, we're not very good at doing no. the voices. Now, are you guys ready for the final segment of today's show on European Parks? Is this Hi. the Great Debate? Well, you have to say it correctly. Oh, oh wait, I'm not good. I have, to, I have to pass that on to you. The Great Debate. There we go. And so far, nobody is asking why we say it that way, and we're not going to answer that. It's just because. Yeah. <laughs> it's the great debate. You know, I don't even think I know why we say it that way, but... We don't have a whole lot of inside jokes here at CoastalRadio.com, but that's one of them. The okay. great debate. <laughs> so there it is. I dig it, man. I like it, too. Today's question is, which parks are more fun, the ones here in America or the ones in Europe? Now, we've had a lot of discussion today about mm-hmm. different reasons why maybe parks in America would be more fun or reasons why ones in Europe would be more fun. And what we're going to do is talk a little bit about it here because we don't have, like, tons of background. But the best part is we're going to open this up on the CoasterRadio.com forums for everybody worldwide. A new form form, and you can go in and you can have the, the great debate. That's right. Now, we've talked about it here. We heard Rob a little while ago say that, you know, maybe people there are a little bit more fun in Europe. They're a little back. laid back. And for me personally— I think I'd have more fun at a European park because I've been to the ones here in America. It would be something brand new. I'd get to meet new different types of people. See lots more boobs. Maybe I would have a lot more fun at a European park because I'm seeing more attractions that I wouldn't get to see here. But you wouldn't know what any of them were because you'd walk up and you'd be like, I think that's bumper cars, but it says Boompling Clavin. <laughs> but see, that would be part of the fun. I don't know. For, so for me, I think I'd have more fun at a European park because I'm seeing new things. Um, and, you know, it's a whole new experience. What do you guys think? I don't know. I like the big chains. I like to know what I'm going to. I like it nearby without a plane ticket to get to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What about you, Greg? I would have to say the, the ones that are most fun are the ones here. I, I just think because, as we heard in the interview, we like more uh, quantity, not quality. Um, I think there's more roller coasters here, with different types of roller coasters. Uh, packed wood, into one park. Right, packed into one park. And I think we get – I mean I, I can't really speak to – you know, I've only been to one European park, but I, I'm just used to, okay, roller coaster after roller coaster, whereas over there – I think it's just more of the theming. I mean, you, if you want to go over there, you'll get more of the theming aspect. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. really want to go to, like um, you know. on a tightrope and let's leap across this three foot gap across the beam. <laughs> right. You don't think that would be fun? Well, I think it would be fun, but I'm not going to pay forty bucks to do it. I could do that in my backyard. Here's another reason why I'm going to put my vote in for the European parks being more fun, and and this is just because this is coming from an American perspective. Is that if I'm going to go over to Europe. 
you get to learn about all of these different cultures because so many countries are so close together. Here in America, it's just anytime you go to an American park, it's one culture. I'd like to hear about maybe if we have any European listeners, what type of food they have over there in the theme parks. Like what's their major – you know, here we have like the pizza, the fries. Bratwurst. We have bratwurst. Well, one thing I noticed about when we do a show here at CoasterRadio.com is that you know we'll ask for a lot of help beforehand. But all of the help comes yeah, after we do a show. Everybody comes afterward like, yeah. EB doesn't know what he's talking about. He's an idiot. He doesn't know anything. He, he hates European parks, but he doesn't know anything. That's because he didn't tell me. So I think what we're going to do is like, you know, go ahead and wrap up the show right now and then let people go to the forums and start this discussion right away. About how crazy I am. <laughs> well, no, just about the different parks and you know, which ones they think. You know, what are some of the advantages to European parks versus American parks and vice versa? But then what we'll do is a couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months down the road, we'll revisit this subject again and you know have all of the information from all of our friends around the world. I must admit I am intrigued by the whole fun, laid-back kind of a thing because that is I, – I do get stressed easily at the theme parks. Mm-hmm. If you go and check out the pictures on Rob and Alyssa's site you know, and just – it Shining just, happy people. Yeah, it just looks like a lot of fun. And like they were saying, you know, it's a good place to just hang out with your friends and family. Um, you know, just like the parks here, but I think there you just get a little something extra. That's and that was very interesting, right, especially coming right after our Disney show, because a lot of the things that he was describing and the attitudes and the attention that the guests get, it's a very Disney kind of a thing. You yes. move you through the queue line, everybody's friendly, everybody's trying to help. You don't get that at the Six Flags parks. Mm-hmm. You get that at the Disney park. Right. And I think that's something that the parks here can really learn a lot about because the worst thing in the world is to go to you know a park here in the states, stand in long lines forever, and then when you finally do get up to the roller coaster station, the employees are just staring at you like you're nuts, or you know that they don't want to be around you. But it sounded like that the parks there in Europe, Rob was saying that the, you wait in the line, you get to the front, and it's the most friendly people you've ever met. That's but right. then again, like I was saying earlier, why go to Europe for that when you can go to Disney? But if you go to Disney like a hundred times, maybe you want something. Then different. I would be the happiest boy on earth. <laughs> See, that's great. So I don't know. So that's something that we can get into on the forums at CoasterRadio.com. It's very easy, and it's free to sign up, and we hope that all of you do. Now, well, we haven't mentioned this at all, but what's coming up next week? It's the big show, man. Fan-freaking-tastic. We are going to be at Paramount's King's Dominion oh, doing KG, show. baby. Now, for some of you who don't know, um, we grew up on the East Coast, and Paramount's King's Dominion was our home park. That's home base, baby. That's right. So, I mean, that's where, like, as a kid, that's where I spent all of my summertime, basically. That's right. That's the park that we know. That's the park that we love. And it's going to be fun to do the show at this park because we know it like the back of our hands. That's right. We don't need those maps. Yeah. As we, you know, people offer us a map when we come in, and what do we always say? No, thank you. Except Diamond Falls is gone. What is that about? Oh, but see, that's one of the things that we can get there and ask what's going in at Diamond Falls Place. We'll uh. get the scoops. Because they're talking about possibly a new roller coaster, possibly something else. Who knows? That's our American attitude, isn't it? Pack them in. Pack them in. <laughs> well, EB, your job next week is going to be to get to the bottom of this. You have to use your journalistic skills to, to find out what the new attraction is for next year. I'm getting assignments. I predict it will be European. <laughs> It's going to be the farting dog. (laughs) So let me say this. What we're going to do is we're going to have a lot of information on the site about when exactly we will be there. So if you happen to be coming to King's Dominion and want to check out where we are. Or you want to make a specific trip. Yeah, you can do that and come on out because we're going to be playing uh, Theme Park Trivia Live. We're going to have a lot of opportunities for you to win King's Dominion merchandise. And uh, plus, we'd just like to meet you. It'd be fun. Mm -hmm. So thanks, everybody, who has tuned in to this week's CoasterRadio.com. And thanks also to Rob and Alyssa from ThemeParkReview.com for coming on and talking to us about all the European parks. And so we will hopefully see all of you guys next week at Paramount's King's Dominion on Saturday, July 30th. We're going to be there checking out all the rides and uh, doing the show. We'll see you there. Come see us and say hello. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you.